Today's episode is brought to you by Stream by AlphaSense, an expert interview transcript library that integrates AI-generated call summaries and NLP search technology so their clients can quickly pinpoint the most critical insights. Start your free trial at www.streamrg.co backslash PMC. That's S-T-R-E-A-M-R-G.co slash PMC. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network, SNN Inc., and the Planet Microcap Podcast and the representatives are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast. Welcome to the Planet Microcap Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kraft. And thank you all so much for the support and for tuning in. Do me a quick favor. If you like what you hear at Planet Microcap, please take two seconds and give us five stars on Spotify or Apple. This helps with the search engines so that more folks can also discover and engage with all things microcap stocks. Our next investor conference is less than three months away. The Planet Microcap Showcase Vancouver. It's coming up on September 6th and 7th, 2023 at the Fairmont Waterfront. Be sure to check out the last episode with Paul Andriola, founder of Small Cap Discoveries and lead sponsor of our event to learn more. To register and attend, please go to planetmicrocapshowcase.com. See you in Vancouver. My guest on the show today is Chris Wood, Chief Investment Officer of Risk Hedge. Founded in 2018, Chris and his team at Risk Hedge run a newsletter helping subscribers anticipate profit from the biggest disruptive trends shaping our world. They look at opportunities everywhere, but Chris has an affinity for microcaps where he can deploy his own proprietary chaos formula to find disruptive companies within the microcap ranks. In our conversation today, Chris shares what his chaos formula is, which stands for change, hype, acceleration, ownership, and size, and applies that formula for a few investment ideas he's looking at. Chris also recently attended our conference, the Planet Microcap Showcase in Las Vegas, as well as LD Micro, where at both, he did a ton of meetings with management teams. So I wanted to get his take on the message he's hearing from CEOs. Thank you again for tuning in to the Planet Microcap podcast, and please enjoy my conversation with Chris Wood. Chris, thank you for joining me today. How are you doing, man? Bobby, it's good to be here. Thank you. I'm really I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. Absolutely, man. And again, thank you for jumping on. And also, thank you for, uh, it was great to finally meet you in person in Vegas. You know, like uh, I know you attended a few of our virtuals over the years. So it was cool that we were just talking offline about this. Like everything's back in person. So it's nice to finally put, you know, faces to the name. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, on, the online virtual stuff is great because, you know, everything's sure. recorded and you can go and see everything. But, you know, just, there's just something about the vibe being there. You get so much more out of it, you know, interacting 100%. with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's talk vibes. I mean, you know, we'll get into your background and risk hedge. And, you know, I, I can't wait to learn more about, you know, risk hedges chaos formula, which we were talking about a little bit, you know, but like to get a vibe check, you know, a little micro cap vibe check. Like I said, you came to Vegas, you know, we got to hang out a little bit. You did a bunch of one-on-ones, you know, you were telling me offline, you were also at LD and here in LA this last week. So What's been kind of the tenor amongst, uh, you know, all these microcap management teams and talking with other investors like to hear, you know, you're on the ground. Let's, you're the journal on the ground there. Let, let's yeah. hear it. Yeah. I mean, it to me, it just seems like a, a lot more 
cautious optimism than you know we've seen in the past you know maybe 18 19 months now you know in the microcap space it was just so tough for for so long and granted you know it's still tough to get capital for a lot of these firms but you know the ones that you know raised money when they didn't need to which is of course you know the right thing to do uh you know they're sitting pretty and you know they're still executing and you know they think the market's gonna they're gonna come to them right like so uh it really is uh you know it's i, I, I you know it was kind of a, it was electric at planet microcap showcase in a lot of ways I, I the same thing i felt at ld micro uh you know it, both from the investor side and from the and the company side and they're trying to obviously temper you can tell, you know, investors are getting itchy, man, for that, for the FOMO, for the risk on, for, uh, you know, and we're starting to see it a little bit in, you know, in the markets themselves too, with the small caps, you know, starting, obviously there's no great micro cap index, but, uh, you know, small caps starting to do a little, do a little bit better. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say I could classify it as cautious optimism, but, you know, a lot more optimistic than, you know, I saw like a year ago uh, at this time, basically. Um, I don't know if that jives with, with what you're saying. No, but. that that definitely jives with what I've been saying. And, you know, you brought up a, a funny point. That, well, it's not funny, but I guess it was it was one that I was talking with an I with a, an, a colleague who's in investor relations, and you we were talking about this idea how you know when the markets were crazy and microcaps, and you know, you know the the old adage goes is like you raise capital when you don't really need to, you know, right. and and it was during that time that everybody was just like you know like nah we don't need to raise capital like markets are going to go on forever yeah. and then you know of course the eight, last eighteen months has just been a, kind of an shit show for microcaps right. and here they are now like struggling and or some not everybody but some of them are definitely struggling with with you know needing to raise capital and whatnot so that that's been an interesting thing that I've seen and had conversations with uh in the last few months it's just companies being like oh yeah no we back back when every you know throw a dart and everything was hot right and, yeah absolutely yeah beginning you know, of 21 yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know so it sounds like that that now there's a lot of it sounds like amongst management teams now there's a bit of uh i guess regret in some respects yeah it seems like it <laughs> for sure but uh but i mean a lot you know like i said a lot of them are you know being really, really, really good at managing their cash and, you know, executing on their plans still. And, uh, you know, just like still a lot, a lot more optimism uh, right now, I think. That's for sure. Um, I mean, anything else that we've kind of missed or the, I mean, we only been talking for five minutes, but I mean, like, <laughs> but I mean, in terms of just like from boots on the ground, being in Vegas, being in LA, you know, like, is there anything, you know, that, like, look, in Vegas, I was, I'm running around, like, just making sure the conference is going well. Like so, a madman, so yeah. You, you, so you tell me, you know, like, is there any, is there anything I missed? Uh, no, I mean, I would say, like, the only, I'm having a problem I've really never had before, and that's, you know, too many good ideas. Uh, it just seems like they're, you know, especially you know, now still that the, you know, valuations are still really out of whack for a lot of these firms. Um, I mean, to the point, you know, you know, pennies on the dollar really and you know trading for cash or below cash and you know not burning and actually generating revenue and you know and all these things and so and and you know all this disruptive technology that's that's coming out uh it, it's really it's not like you know the hardest part of my job forever has been finding you know one really good you know stock to recommend like let's see each month now it's just like wow there's, there's so much good out there there's so many good ideas it's it's all right well okay who's the cream of the crop from this and um you know i mean is are we going to have like a, a prolonged window to be able to get positioned in like an, in a lot of these firms versus you know just get get into having a chance to get into a couple before it just everything just takes off again um you know so we'll see but yeah I, like i will say that is literally uh it, it, new to me you know just having having a uh, too many good ideas to uh to, to to sort to sort through at this point so it's a it's a good problem to have obviously but um, yeah no no doubt speaks to speaks to the strength of the space in general especially relative to its valuations 
Well, you know, maybe, you know, there might be some people listening to this and being like, all right, microcaps are getting killed. So just that mean like, all right, a bunch of crap is now more crap. You know, like I, that that's, all. you know, listen, it's what we're the redheaded stepchild of the stock market. What are we going to do? Right. Like, this is this Absolutely. is our this is our burden to bear, um, you know, but for those maybe listening to this and being like, all right, OK, I'm open to understanding that some of this crap may not be crap now, you know, because of how depressed microcaps has been over the last 18 months. What has been some of the criteria, some of the things that you've been looking at where amongst the pile of maybe potentially good ideas, you're like, okay, this is some of the cream of the crop right now. Yeah. I mean, well, so I, um, everybody has their, you know, I guess their stock screening, like investment formula or whatever. Um, you know, like, well, it, so at, at risk heads, we're all about disruption, right? You know, that's our investment philosophy, you know, that essentially that the opportunities that come from disruption are, you know, they're often overlooked and misunderstood by folks who focus, you know, too much on things like, you know, what, what sector you're in and things like short-term price movements versus rather than, you know, long-term growth potential. Uh, and, you know, and put simply, you know, we view, we, we view disruption simply as just innovation that upends a market status quo for the better, you know, making things better, faster, cheaper, enabling game-changing trends in companies to thrive. So our investment strategy is like a is sort of like a is like a top-down ideation looking into disruptive trends like artificial intelligence, you know, trends that will continue no matter what happens in the world, you know, smartphones per, uh, you know, when they started they just went on for years and years and years no matter what happened, pandemic, wars, recessions, whatever. Uh, and then and then we do a bottom-up stock selection and valuation. Um, you know, and like I said, everybody has some sort of formula for screen stocks, right? I call my initial screen to look for disruptive microcaps the chaos formula. Um, and uh it, it, it really it's a uh, it's because it's because that's what these companies thrive on. They thrive on chaos, essentially upending markets, you know, and this is simply a, you know, a five point checklist to filter out what I really think has a chance to produce big gains in short order versus, you know, uh, what doesn't, right? So chaos is an acronym. It evaluates stock, uh, a stock based on five cri simple criteria, change, hype, acceleration, ownership, and size. Change is really, you know, the foundation of chaos and disruption. These small companies, they burst onto the scene and they change things in a big way, They're laying the foundation for exponential growth and asymmetric investment opportunities. Uh, the hype part is basically looking for trends that are being hyped, uh, you know, things like, again, artificial intelligence, you know, automation, precision or personalized medicine, and then finding companies that uh, that nobody's really heard of yet uh, that are, are about they're they're going to enable or benefit from those trends. Uh, the acceleration point, that's um, that's just about the potential for exponential growth. You know, obviously, 20% growth year over year is great, but 100% plus growth is how you really see big gains in short order. Uh, ownership looks at just that. You know, it makes sense to go after companies whose founders, management, and board members own a lot of the stock, uh, you know, because they have the same interests as we do. That's, you know, basic common sense. Uh, you also want to follow great investors, right? Like in biotech, for example, the Baker brothers, you know, they have a long history of making big money uh, in that tough space. So if you're looking at a biotech stock that checks all your boxes and, and the Baker brothers have, you know, just invested too, you know, that helps reinforce your thesis. And then finally, when it comes to size, uh, the, the S in chaos, you know, the math is just a lot easier if you're going after small companies that are going to shake things up in large markets, you know, versus anything, anything else like the, the opposite or that, you know, it's a lot harder to grow from a hundred billion to a trillion than to, than from a hundred million to a billion. Uh, just, you know, simple math. Um, and then once, you know, identify, identify a potential investment through the chaos formula, then it's time to, you know, dig deeper, of course, talk to management, pick apart the financials, develop revenue and valuation models for the, uh, for the uh, company for the next five to 10 years, you know, dotting all the I's and crossing the T's and whatnot. So that's how I approach it. No, I love it. I listen, there, 
in microcaps, I don't think there's a better n- name for an investing style than uh, chaos. So I, I I absolutely love that. That's how it ended up being in terms of the you know all the acronym kind of worked out yeah. nice, right? Um, but real quick before we dig in, another one question follow up on on the formula and and all that. You know, you talk about how. The idea is you want to make big gains in short order, you know, because folks might be listening. It's like, okay, you know, he might be recommending a stock based on this formula and all his criteria, but you know, what is that in terms of big gains in short order? What is the time frame really? You yeah. Know? So uh, let's un- better understand that. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, we're not traders uh, in in Project Five X, the the microcap advisory. We're investors. You know, we want to get in early. I don't mind if I'm the first analyst on on the scene. Um, it's kind of kind of great actually i mean that you get a re- chance for really explosive gains that way uh, and we're looking at three to five years i mean uh when we you know we started the the uh the service in 20 early t- january 2019 and you know we've had we've had a few stocks that you know we, we were able to sell for big gains after you know a year um uh, and of course that's going to be the case throughout and then they're going to be longer longer periods to five six seven years but uh yeah in general you know that that window that we're looking at is you know three to five years like let's say going from a hundred million dollar company to a billion dollar company or you know 50 million dollar company 500 million something like that and and then moving on for that next you know explosive um opportunity but um but yeah it's uh, we we are investors right and and, and you know you can't you know nobody you nobody gets rich overnight uh i mean i mean you, you do, but it's all it's all luck. I mean, the the real the way to build build real wealth, and obviously there's lots of risk risk management that goes involved with this. You know, I don't recommend you know using uh, you know your entire allocating your entire portfolio to microcaps. Right. Of course, it's, it's a portion, uh, and and to to get outsized returns to beat to you know so you can stay ahead of inflation when it's high and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, three to five year time frame is is what we're targeting with with uh, with 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 each recommendation. Very cool. All right, so now let's dig into chaos formula a little bit, and one I want to actually dig in on first is hype and because you mentioned how you know there's certain trends and you know like especially right now like ai is kind of the main hype train right now so when you think about hype when you're evaluating as part of your criteria how do you avoid maybe some of these you know maybe false hype sectors not necessarily saying they're you know they won't turn around by any means but there's quite a few of them right now that you know you know between cannabis and crypto and mm-hmm. and biotech was on didn't have much love for you know like how do, how do you avoid some of the downfalls of getting sucked into the hype train of some of these sectors in order to find value yeah i mean it's sometimes completely unavoidable right just but uh, uh to, to some degree obviously but um but that's why it's good to you know have you know that's just one box to check right um and and you got to go through go through all the other ones too um you know like the, there are there still good cannabis stocks i mean, i don't know right now um, obviously but you know it's as far as things like psilocybin uh you know the uh with, with the magic mushrooms com- com- companies that are working on uh that are working on therapeutics to help you know addiction and um and depression you know there, there's some super promising stuff uh, there and there has been you know for decades and decades and decades of uh of you know basically word of mouth essentially results rather than real cl- clinical trials and now we're getting the real clinical trials are showing the showing the same thing but um uh yeah so i, I guess so it, so so on one side you know it's kind of it's it, it's kind of impossible to not get sucked in but on the, at the same time that's you know that's why you have the 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 multiple checklist so you, so you don't like just you know go go all in on on something like you know if somebody adds you know block you know the word blockchain to their name you know back in 2018 and and and, and everybody piles in on that you know everybody knows that's a that's a that's a, that's a, that's a faker right it's not a, it's not a real thing just uh 
And, and you see that, you know, you've seen that throughout the time with like, you know, 3D printing and um, AI right now, obviously, of course, is a is a big thing. Anybody adding it? Was it um, uh, was it Jason Calcanis that put out that tweet or was it a uh, David? Sass? Somebody put out a funny tweet last week that was like, hey, every crypto company should add a or should pivot to AI. And I'm <laughs> yeah. and like microcap me immediately was thinking to myself like, oh, my goodness, this is like every like you know, the mining that built went to cannabis that went to psilocybin or, or psychedelics, yeah. like wouldn't be surprised if now they're, you know, ABCD AI, you know, that they oh, have this yeah. new AI source that's powered by chat GPT four because they paid the premium price or whatever, you know? So I, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's still there and uh, yeah, you can't, you can't get around that obviously, but um, you know, it's, yes, you got to also like when it comes to, you know, the, the hype stuff, you dig into the management team. Obviously that's why I do a lot of boots on the ground. A lot of meeting with meetings with management. I think that's, you know, beyond important with these tiny little companies um, for the, for this kind of strategy that we have, obviously you can take a different strategy and you w wouldn't need to like, I don't know if you're doing sentiment or, or momentum or something, you wouldn't really need to talk to management as much, but I mean, but for what we're doing, uh, getting to know those guys and understanding, you know, what they're really doing. And, 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 uh, well, and, and when you look at like the AI companies, a lot of the ones that are real AI companies are the ones that don't even talk about it. You know, they're the ones that have been doing it for years and years and years. And, and, yeah. you know, what's, what's the, the killer app in, in AI is basically doing more with less. As I think Kathy Wood said, you know, productivity gains are the, you know, that's the, uh, that's the, the, the killer app in AI. So you can get it anywhere. But, um, but, you know, but you do have to sort out, you know, the good from the bad. And there's tons of bad out there, too, obviously. So, oh, no, it, I'll be honest. Like when I think about AI and we can talk about this a little more, but at least from my perspective, I've seen that as like the, the beacon because there's been a feeling like a lot of false starts in some right. some of these new sectors, new new things. You know, it's not to say there might not be a place for crypto. It's just eh, like I right like when yeah, we talk about utility when we talk about utility like there hasn't like whose life has been better as a result or whose job has been made easier but then when you ask that same question to ai it's like oh well there's like this that and the other thing so there yeah seems to truly be legs within oh. this that's not to say there's not going to be charlatans obviously that are going to be so used to ai but it's just put yeah. lipstick on a pig but ai <laughs> ai is definitely interesting yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I use chat GPT. Um, I started, you know, trying to play with it to, for work purposes too. And, you know, it's like basically having a decent, you know, kind of little junior analyst at your fingertips, uh, that's, that does work pretty fast. You better check it. I mean, you saw the problem with the, uh, you know, there's attorneys that are now in hot water because they basically, I guess, submitted briefs that the chat GPT or had just invented like these cases that made sense. To, to to prove an argument it's like well, and then the guy was like uh i didn't mean to deceive you it's like well these none of these cases ever ever happened they're not real and so i mean yeah you got to be careful though so um uh, you know humans still have a big, still new it's still yeah. new it's yeah, still new yeah. <laughs> but there's definitely utility right and that's what oh, absolutely that, that's what's fascinating behind it so i i think there's i mean i i'm not saying like you know every ai company or every company now that adds ai to their name or actual real ai company will win but it's definitely now it, it makes lots but you know there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of those companies in microcap though that had this kind of predictive technology type stuff where they were already kind of doing kind of laying the groundwork for what they could develop into an ai tool where you know the SaaS companies that were just data collecting like crazy and now they can then sell back that data or sell back a tool to those companies and be like hey ai tool now you know and, and right. do that kind of stuff so that that should be kind of interesting to see moving forward yeah for sure uh, i mean yeah like i said there are 
they they called it machine learning back in the day then right. you know and then as a lot of them still do and you know obviously machine learning part of ai yes um you know so uh, yeah everybody gets the you know the term terminology gets confused i just i, I lump every, everything under ai just for simplicity's sake these days but um uh but yeah there's absolutely t- uh, tons of that i mean like there was uh, uh one of the companies i was going to talk to you today about it you know has was kind of kind of like that in the sense that you know it started developing its its ai software platform like a decade ago and you know before anybody was really talking about this but, oh um, who are we talking about let's, let's uh yeah go. oh sure You're pitch away man let's <laughs> yeah. go all right throw that, fast, throw that fastball <laughs> uh so but uh, the first company i'd like to talk to you today i talk about today is black it's called black sky technology you probably heard of these guys bksy um they're really you know in my view changes the game in satellite imagery and analytics um, they own and operate their own proprietary constellation of 16 high-tech small satellites. So these things are about the size of a mini refrigerator. Uh, they're about $10 million. They weigh 120 pounds. So they orbit around the equator uh, and capture about 90% of global GDP within their field of view, according to Black Sky. Um, you know, government customers rely on Black Sky tech to track things like you know, important changes around the world as they happen, you know, so monitoring what potentially hostile actors are up to, you know, and or events at strategic locations, and their commercial customers rely on the tech to, you know, for lots of applications like monitoring airports or, you know, uh, shipping ports, um, and, and in the movement of commodities around the world. So we're basically talking about high frequency monitoring, you know, it's a, they, they call it a different way to a new way to see the world, uh, as often as, you know, once per hour with these things, which is pretty cool. Uh, so you can really see in real time, you know, what, what, you know, what's changing, uh, as it happens, you know, and it's, it's really free, high frequency monitor, monitoring of the, of like, you know, you could say the most important strategic locations and economic assets and, and events around the world. Um, you know, for example, uh, these guys, uh, they took their satellites, took some of the first images of Russian activity in Ukraine uh, for this, you know, in the most most recent uh, you know, the invasion. Um, and they've allowed, you know, its customers to track border crossings and nuclear facilities, infrastructure and facility damage. And of course, you know, military military convoy locations and movements. <clears throat> but, you know, now now going back to the, to, to the AI thing, it's not just the high frequency satellite monitoring that makes black black skies special you know the real secret sauce is their spectra ai platform um so this platform processes the data that uh from black guys constellation and from these other third-party sensors and it gives customers actionable insights that they need um so like so black sky really considers itself a software company you know it's got a top-notch aerospace group of course but the majority of its technical staff is actually software engineers and ai experts um you know that's and that's important because you know many other customers actually don't even care about the satellite images they just want the analysis from the spectra ai platform Um, for example one of black sky's customers is is a hedge fund that trades commodities you know it wanted insight into supply and demand of coal to have an to have an edge in trading so it tasked black sky's satellites with you know you do it on your computer or you do it on on the app uh, you, the customer tasks the satellites themselves, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, so they task it to to track important stockpiles of coal. You know, as the and as the AI as the satellite uh, took pictures of the stockpiles throughout the day. You know, the the AI analyzed the images to figure out how much coal is in the piles and how much is being added or removed for transport. And the fund can then trade on that information advantage essentially. So, uh, I mean, pretty cool if you ask no, me. No, that's a good that's a that's a good start with this. I mean, what so. In applying the chaos formula to when you initially found this idea, you know, around what time frame did you come across uh, Black Sky? Like, was it pre-commercial or after they started commercializing their their tech? Yeah, it was. It was after. Um, I mean, okay. I've actually, I probably my first meeting with them, you know, was a couple. It was probably it was probably two years ago, uh, and I and you know, it was just not 
I didn't I didn't see enough from the revenue acceleration side, which is part of the, uh, at first. Uh, and, and you know, we you know, recently know now we've seen lots of just uh, the addition of tons of, of contracts, big lucrative contracts. I'm talking like with NASA, the Army, uh, the ministries of defense in foreign countries, Air Force. Uh, you know, just this morning they announced a thirty million dollar contract. Uh, for high frequency imagery services uh, to an un- unnamed international defense customer. Um, so yeah, it was, um, they were a little, I mean, I, I, most of these things, you know, when I, when I come across them, it's, uh, I, I, I almost, so I do have this thing called breakthrough disruptors, which is a section of the newsletter where I talk about uh, companies that are, are really, really cool and doing all, all kinds of neat things, but uh, just don't check all the boxes of the chaos formula yet, or, you know, they're too illiquid, for for our subscribers, you know, stocks only trading, you know, twenty five grand a day. You can't have um, a bunch of people, <laughs> you know, buying it. You're gonna shoot it up artificially, uh, uh, you know, hundreds of percent. So, um, so these breakthrough disruptors is where I like will introduce some of these things. And um, I don't know if Black Sky was, I forget exactly if Black Sky was one or not. But a lot of the companies that I end up recommending, I'll, I'll introduce them in this breakthrough disruptors, and we'll we'll monitor them monitor them as they progress and essentially graduate. It's almost like graduating to an up. It's almost like uplisting, kind of, <laughs> but in, in our view. So, 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 like you know, it's like okay, now they've hit the point where uh, we're at. You know, it's a full recommendation now because you know X Y Z. You know, now that now they check all the chaos formula boxes. Now that stock's liquid enough. You know, now everything is in place. Um, so it's usually uh, yeah, like like you know, maybe a year, or, uh, oftentimes a year or two before. Or if, that, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, does that but, answer the question? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, I thought, by the way, before we get but move forward, are you currently a shareholder in Black Sky Technology? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I've, I've recommended Black Sky to my uh, Project Five X subscribers, and I am a and I am a shareholder as well. Yes, Very sorry, cool. yeah, I meant I'm, to mention that. Sorry. I was going to say, like, when did you get in? Because I mean, I was looking at the chart, the chart real quick. Uh, I mean, because what it was was it a, was it a SPAC, and then it, like these, like what? what yeah, happened? yeah. Um, Yes, uh, that was when. What year was that? Um, twenty twenty. Yeah, and um, yeah, I forgot the name of the of the of the of the of, of the spec or whatever would happen. But you know, all those things got slammed. Um, we've got yeah. a couple other you know uh, these specs in the portfolio that you know just are doing well, generating revenue, and you know just they got they, those things just got murdered for a while. Um, uh, you know, I. I I don't know if that's going to come back or not. And I, to me, I don't know. A SPAC was just a different way of going public. And I thought it was kind of like uh, almost not almost more honest in a lot of ways in the sense that you could tell potential investors more than you really could on, uh, you know, or retail investors, at least. Um, yeah, but, you know, that's it's not for me to, to, to say whether the valuation is off. But yeah, we got in right around uh like right around i think 175 uh, 175 ish uh, it got down to like 110 and it's around it's above 180 right now but the move from 110 to 180 plus is in the, is the past few weeks you know so 60 60 you know 65 percent plus uh volume is increasing you know so it's just so we're seeing now just it's you know the stock's still under the radar i think it's about a million bucks a day is volume um so that's still quite low obviously but you know for uh you know for Two hundred million dollar company um, that's you know seventy million dollar in revenue last year, growth of seventy percent. You know, I think they can get to five hundred million. Let's say, in, I think in five years, um, you know, in a market that's big enough for tons of players, lots of players. You know, worth tens of billions of dollars. But these are the guys that are that are already getting the the important government contracts, and you know, that's what the a lot of the commercial folks look for too, especially you know the, the defense uh, defense contractors and whatnot. You know, you get you get in there first and with the government, and then 
you know, you're, you're known as best of breed and you're like as the go-to solution. And I, that's the way Black Sky is positioning themselves right now. I should note also just, um, uh, you know, if anybody wants to go go look at this and or and compare to, you know, satellite companies in the past, the CapEx structure is completely different uh, than the older companies like, you know, Maxar, which you know, Maxar satellites are hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, you know, these were talking 10 million a pop. So like, uh, you know, Black Sky has a 16 constellation, 16 satellite constellation, you know, so let's say about 160 million in, in CapEx. Um, they, they, you know, you got to replace some every five years. So it ends up working out to like, let's say $30 million a year or so for CapEx, for the CapEx hit, because, you know, Black Sky staggered the launch of these things over the past few years. And they're, they're also building next generation uh, satellite satellites right now with even better, uh, you know, capabilities and, and able to go lower light conditions. So you can monitor things even, even, uh, you know, longer throughout the day. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, uh, I'm a big fan of the stock. That's why I own it. And, uh, yeah, it's doing sure. a lot of cool things. Yeah. No, I should, I should, uh, get management on for a due diligence series. I think that, yeah, would, absolutely. I want, I want to learn a little bit more. Um, real quick though, before I let you go, it was before we move on to the next idea, because I think that also was, has to do with, uh, some of the trends that are going on right now in terms of using black sky, uh, black sky as an, uh, as an, uh, as an example for ownership. You know, I think I was looking at Yahoo Finance. What is it? The insider, or what is it? It's insider zone about, what is that? About 13%, you know? Yeah. Tell, can you get into it a little bit more as to what your your threshold is for for insider ownership and what you would like to see? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the more the better from the, in, from the insiders, obviously, you know, I mean, there's lots of companies you can find out there with 50, 60 um, and, and, and whatnot. Um, what, uh, let's see. What was these guys that? Uh, yeah, I'm sure like, my data is wrong. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was like eight, uh, eight point two with uh, with uh, the eleven named executives, and that's that's um, that's not, I, like I even wrote in the newsletter like, that's not the best I've I've seen, obviously. Um, but it, it's 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 enough. I mean, like you know, you you do want more than as long as one, as long as there's you know one or two two or or strategic guys too. Also, like you know, with with uh, Black Sky, Peter Thiel uh, owns fifteen. 15% of the company through one uh, through a couple of his uh, his ventures you know obviously he's one of the biggest VCs and you know best investors in the world um so the fact that he owns 15% of the company that's a that's a you know I, to me that's a that's a bonus obviously uh, and there's also the French aerospace company uh Dale's Alenia space they own like 15% of the stock also and they ha they have a joint venture with Black Sky together and that's the entity that makes the satellites together so uh so those I mean so that those are more more like insiders as well versus you know versus anything else versus anything else they're going to be there for the long haul um you know so so really you see that insider ownership picture it, it pick up a lot you know so that's why yeah so it, so it's not just about the 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 ceo the the founder or whatever it's also strategic investors like that or or do they have a, a partnership like in like with uh dale's alinea space um to to create an overall picture of you know does it check the box and yeah it's a you know more holistic or qualitative than uh, any kind of you know, sheer cutoff but you know the exercise itself to to look into it um really is the is the is the value of it and to make sure you know yes okay there's enough there where you know management is 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 going after our interests as shareholders and then also okay cool here's a kicker because you know peter Thiel, you know obviously loves this company and he's, he's been invested for quite some time and then you know, retail sure. and then, you know, and then, you know, a little bit of institutional ownership, like to see that, you know, uh, not po not always possible, especially with the uh, some of these smaller ones, uh, especially if they depack back or something. And uh, uh, but yeah, that's uh, does that make sense? Did no, I totally. Yeah. <laughs> and look, and it also makes sense, you know, why, you know, you know, you have to you also have to keep in mind your your your, you know, 
your subscriber base as well. I mean, it's part of your criteria too, but like, you know, cause I, you know, I've, I've, quite a few folks that I very much respect on here that come on and they're like, all right, also shares on stand. Like when they look at the share structure, they're thinking to themselves too, like, all right, I don't want, you know, maybe 50 million is my max, right? Or right, right. definitely not over a hundred million, right? I think 139, which is 255 million market. Uh, that make, okay. That's not, that's not too bad, but it also makes sense from your end because you can't have like, I mean, listen, I'm sure there's some illiquid names out there that would love to be mentioned on the risk hedge yeah. uh, <laughs> chaos formula, you know, stock to buy. Don't get me wrong. But, if, but at the end of the day, like uh, you have to be careful with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So one of the question I had, you know, and this isn't to, to black sky in particular, but just thinking about AI, because we've been talking about a lot, that is the key trend right now. That's probably the name of all these different uh, failed companies that we're going to be seeing in the next six months, yeah. you know, adding to their name. What would you say from your perspective are the biggest risk factors when thinking about AI and some of these companies trying to implement that technology as part of their, you know, this is what we do now. Yeah. Um, I mean, the main thing and is probably just, you know, are they are they fakers or are they, you know, for real? Uh, and that, you know, and, and that comes with then um, that comes with, you know, getting getting to know management and uh, really hearing them tell the story and, under, and understanding having, you know, talking to the, the tech tech folks in the company, look, look, uh, talking to industry insiders, um, you know, people like, cause you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a software engineer, <laughs> obviously. So I have to uh, be able to try, try to figure out, you know, if these guys are you know full of it or not um, using, using other means. And it's, and it's, and it's basically, you know, you can, you can tell if somebody's blowing smoke a lot of times, I mean, and, and, and how they, how they go about like the starting it, like, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of the companies that are really good at AI and um and have been doing you know it for years you know don't don't even don't talk about it they don't they need, you know don't even mention the term still and now of course of course they're starting to more now that because it's it's, a, it's essentially an asset <laughs> to, to mention it more but um but uh, but but yeah so um you know have they been doing it for a long time does it do, do, uh, you know are they uh, are they a faker or are they for real um you know are they you know is, is management full of it um, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and like I said, you can't get it right all the time. Um, I've, I've been duped plenty. I've been duped plenty of times, obviously. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, infallible, but, um, but yeah, but, that, but, but yeah. And then putting that all together with, you know, the rest of your kind of formula or whatever, or whatever it is, you know, that, that's why everybody, that's why you have, everybody has multiple boxes to check. You know, there's not one box that's going to get and it's going to, you know, makes makes it deserve your investment right you know you just gotta you gotta be a, a lot of different checks checks on the list um so you know so just being careful um is a is, is the is the way to approach that but um uh yeah yeah no that i, I that no i i i i, I dig it I, i'm i'm picking up what you're putting down right <laughs> there, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, go no, off on uh, I go off on tangents sometimes no well, look <laughs> i mean it, i guess when it comes i guess like the main reason i want to ask that is is really just because we all everybody who's listening to this and in microcaps and i've said I'll, this is the last time i'll say it but like we all know that there's gonna be those you know some of those companies that will be doing that you know, so yeah, I think that's just like kind of one of those things where I, PSA, beware, it's yeah. gonna happen. Like, there's gotta be companies adding AI to their thing, and that's not to say that there isn't realness with from companies that are now launching an AI tool, right, or anything like that. Like that could be real, and that could be legit, and that by all means could be real. It's just beware of the ones that are actually changing their name. 
yeah, absolutely. That's really the ones that you got to probably. Yeah, totally agree. Just one more thing to add to that too. You could just, you could also uh, uh, look at it and just the, the, the layers of, of the, of the tech itself, basically. And, and, uh, you know, so you've got the, the hardware layers, you know, the hardware layer of, you know, the, the chips like NVIDIA, uh, AMD, Intel, then, you know, infrastructure, like you know, the cloud yeah. and, the, and the storage, uh, storage solutions. And then, then the application layer and I, you know, the application layer, that's where, that's where, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of the, the disruptive companies are going to come from, obviously, but, you know, um, one way to, uh, to, to minimize your risk in the AI space would be to just focus on the uh, on the hardware and the infrastructure layer. Some picks and shovels, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so and so that's that way you you really don't have to deal with that. You know, am I are these guys legit or not in this? Um, you know, and, yeah. and, and what they say they're going to do with this PR. Uh, you know, and, and whether that could ever possibly come. You know, materialize or not. You know. Is that segueing into your next name that you wanted to talk about here? Oh, today? no, that would have been a really that good That would one. have been such a good segue right there. <laughs> Now it's just an awkward pause. Like now it's uh, like, yeah, now we're talking about a fertilizer. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so uh, tangent, I guess, yes. or, or how, yeah, I guess it's a, a or, or changing gears. We're going to change gears. How about that? So changing gears, you know, assuming that you're, you know, you had a couple ideas that you wanted to come on and talk about today. You didn't tell me beforehand. So nope. yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess changing gears. You know what's what's another one that you're looking at that kind of fits this chaos formula that you're yeah absolutely uh, yeah yeah so uh, Beam Global and got to be careful of this company because the Beam, Beam. Is going, I know yeah, Desmond a long time yeah Desmond Desmond's great his energy is just uh, is infected not a shareholder. Okay, I am a shareholder. Okay. Uh, just before I say that, I've rec- and I've recommended that in uh, in Project Five X to my subscribers. Um, the stock both both Black Sky Black Sky and um. And Beam are actually both uh, still below my buy up to uh, targets. So um, that's just an FYI. Um, yeah, so Beam is spelled B-E-A-M, um, but the ticker is B-E-E-M because B-E-A-M, the ticker was taken by Beam Therapeutics, a, a biotech company. So um, it's confusing. So just be, just be careful of that if you look into it. And not a shareholder of Beam Therapeutics. Yes. Sure. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, so Beam's really disrupting the electric vehicle charging infrastructure market, and it's got this patented, like as you know, that was uh, a good segue. The, the the infrastructure, you know, the picks and shovels market for yeah, free, you're right. Yeah, I could have gotten there. I Maybe not AI, there. but EV. Okay, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry, I will not. No, per- yeah, absolutely. No, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, um, the, you know, the patented EV arc uh, stands for electric vehicle autonomous renewable charger product. Um, you know, so this is a like really the world's most scalable, fastest deployed, lowest total cost of ownership EV charging infrastructure solution. Uh, as you well know, it's not tied to the grid, and that is super, super important. Um, obviously, uh, you know, because the grid simply doesn't have enough capacity to provide all the fuel. It's literally what it's providing fuel for 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 future EVs. You know, the Hoover Institute at Stanford says we'll need roughly a doubling of the size of the grid, uh, along with a greatly expanded role for grid services such as uh, electricity storage, to, to, just to handle the move to EVs. You know, and that's we're talking that's a multi-trillion-dollar undertaking. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, and and meanwhile, we're already starting to see you know the grid struggle to provide enough electricity for today's EVs. I'm sure, you all heard from you know in California, residents were being asked. To avoid charging their cars at, at, at home at their homes during peak hours of uh, four to nine p.m. Okay, sorry. Now back to the EV arc. Uh, it generates and stores all its own electricity uh, using solar panels and batteries. It fits inside a standard size parking space, and you don't lose that valuable spot, right? Because the vehicles park right on the base pad. 
Um, plus it's flood proof up to nine and a half feet because all the electronics are, are stored, are elevated under, under the solar canopy. Uh, and finally, like probably the, the coolest thing about this, there's no construction necessary uh, to install an EV arc. There's no electrical work. There's no permitting. There's no utility bill. And there's no vulnerability to blackouts. You know, it takes just one person a few minutes uh, to set up an EV arc and it, you know, it works with any different charger on the market. That's important because, you know, that, it doesn't matter who wins the charging awards. Chargers always need to be mounted on something and they always need a source of electricity. You know, and that's just what the EV arc does. It just does it, does it off the grid using solar and solar and battery power. Um, HC Wainwright has a one-year price target of 30 bucks on this stock. I think that's doable, actually. Uh, it's around 1050 today. You know, they did 13 million in revenue past quarter, which was up 245% over last period, uh, over the same period last year. Um, so right now, really, the company is really just hitting it, hitting its inflection point. Um, and you hear Desmond talk about it. You know, he's always excited, but he's never been more excited. And, uh, and, and right now, the uh, and, and at this point, it looks like the company will easily hit my 2023 revenue target of uh, 50 million. Um, meanwhile, just real quick, it's got 130 million in uh, pipeline potential orders. If they convert to the same rate it did last year, that's 124 million. And uh, that'll, that'll turn into, you know, car, hard contract orders. And uh, one final thing is the cash situation does look a little bleak. Uh, you know, if you just glance at the balance sheet, uh, the company has just one million on there, but it actually has about uh, you know five million in the bank right now, plus an untapped hundred million dollar line of credit. So it has plenty of liquidity to finance growth. Um, if anybody's you know looking into it or whatnot, and again, and yeah, I am a shareholder and I have recommended it. Um, but yeah, sorry, uh, but that, that yeah, that real quick, yeah, as you know, um, I, I just don't. Say, I, I mean, there these these solutions, you know, these, these things range from like sixty thousand to eighty thousand that they sell them for, and they're getting our orders from everybody in the world and the government. Um, and then, you know, commercial commercial is going to pick up too. And I think they're really only going to be, uh, they're only going to be strapped by their capacity, which I think is around like maybe 4,000 units, but that's still a, an enormous amount of, of, of revenue with, um, you know, with what they, with what they, with their capacity that they got now. And, uh, I just think nobody's really looking at these guys and, uh, it's just kind of a no brainer, I think. And, and Desmond just executes. I mean, he does what he says and he, he'll say that, oh. uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, listen, I, I've known Desmond or I've interviewed him bunch of times i think over the last seven eight years something like that not not recently yeah. but i remember one of our first conversations because i went to ucsd and i remember yeah. in our first combo was you know they in the parking lot that was that was beam right yeah they weren't even they weren't even called beam at the time right? yeah they were uh shoot i forgot their name uh um, something solar um and uh yeah, it's something solar. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> but but at the but um, I remember at that time, you know, they were really focused on that custom EV infrastructure solution, and that at the time was, you know, that's where we got into talking about, you know, at UCSD in the parking lot, I think at the Hopkins parking lot, they had the, the the custom solar solution, and we were driving on that. So, I mean, it, it, are they still focused in that space then on doing kind of these custom? EV infrastructure jobs, or are they trying to kind of mass produce certain yeah. things? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's 100%. I mean, the, the, like each EV, EV arc is basically the only customization is which charger it, it affixes to. Okay. It affixes to. Yeah, everything else is design wise. Previously, like it was more custom design wise, but now yeah. it's more, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. And it's all, and I mean, it, it folds up really beautifully, and you can, uh, you can put two on just on like the back of a truck basically and have one 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 technician or whatever go out and drop it off and install it it's just it's all with hydraulics and you push a button and it just everything goes into space and it automatically tracks the sun where it's going to be you know uh where, where it's going to get the most uh light for the uh for the solar panels uh so it's pretty it's pretty cool to see in person and yeah um they've been you know working on it for for quite some time and, and uh you know and it's just it's now is 
is the you know the demands the demands finally there. I mean, they were kind of a uh, solution in, in search of a problem before, and, and now that problem is really showing its rearing its head. So, uh, so that's where well, I think a lot of the well, EV, EV infrastructure. I feel like you know because we were again talking about this eight nine years ago. That yeah. always felt like one of those industries where like okay, if they let's survival of the fittest, like whoever can actually survive, they might make it. Not saying being you know will or will not in that sense, but I, I just remember thinking that at the time of like okay, I feel like. Eight or nine years ago, this might be a little early. I think EVs here, to, you know, electric vehicle, all yeah. that's going to be here to stay. But I can't tell which ones will be the eventual winners in terms of providing the infrastructure and to make this, you know, a real viable industry or, or, or just tailwind in that sense. Right. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I think this, the, the fact that these guys, they, I mean, you can connect these things to the grid if you want, but there's no point i mean other than they lose their mobility and you know you can move them from parking space to parking space uh different lot to different lot no problem and like i said just no no you, you know you don't have to, there's no construction there's no utility bill there's no there's no there's no there's no nothing it's just it's fully self-contained turnkey bam and the fact that you know you know everybody's talking now back in the day they you know when we we're talking about evs early on um you know it was more you know it's still obviously there's still about the there's still a battery issue but i mean it was much more so i think about the battery back then than than any kind of than any kind of like actually like who who cares about the infrastructure at that point um and, and nobody really thought that nobody was really thinking that i mean they should have that uh wow if we have you know hundreds of millions of uh ev, EV cars that's gonna put a lot of stress on the grid um and considering that the grid's already you know you know i mean the grid obviously maybe the most comp complex machine on the planet basically even, even though like there are multiple grids of course in, in the u.s and elsewhere but uh but um yeah and so and so but now there's this big big problem with the with with grit with the grid and um the fact that these guys can go anywhere especially you know and for you know in new york and it's in a snowstorm provide provide pow power for uh uh you know cops and you know, firemen and you know and and also there you know they, they actually uh other cars can plug in it's got like an it's got like an also uh it's batteries uh, you know it stores the it stores the the power in batteries and so you know first responders can come in and actually use that power also for for other things and, and whatnot so uh uh yeah so it's i mean like obviously it's not the only solution i mean we we need to, to build out the grid more and 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 you know you know more charging stations but more charging stations mean means you need more grid infrastructure uh, to support it uh so uh but yeah, but then, but then, but think, but think about all the use cases though, where where you need something that's not tied to the grid, or just, just you know, it's a backup for for when you get brownouts and blackouts and every, everything. So, um, so I think it's really cool, and you know, they you know they've got the they've got a real product. It's uh, they you know they've, it's been real for years. It's just, it's just the market wasn't there yet, and you know they were yeah. they weren't they weren't per, they weren't great at making it yet, and then and now everything is a lot more efficient. You know, they get more. They can, I think, they can strap like twelve cars to one of them, um, and at, at the time they they can they're good for like two hundred sixty five driving miles a day. I think if they're if they're charging charging the day, so and uh, and they're being upgraded all the time. So I think cool. uh, you know, like like so Desmond, like like I said, Desmond will you know he gets he gets it done. He's he'll he'll even admit you know just like everybody in the tech world, you know, it might take longer than you think, um, yeah. but, but eventually get get it done. I'm gonna get I'll, you know I'll I'll get Desmond on the pod too. Uh, when I I mean it's been it's been a while, so I would love to yeah. hear you know the evolution how they've gotten to where they are today. So you know we got we got a, a, about 10, 15 minutes left. You know I you said you had a few ideas. So I mean listen we've talked to how you've utilized the chaos formula to find microcap disruptors and. AI and EV infrastructure. I mean, do you got do you got one more that we can kind of dig into that kind of fits this disruptor idea? Uh, 
Uh, well, so I mean, I was gonna. I think you had um, you you had shy of OmniQ on the other day, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so OmniQ is one of my one of my new ones too. Um, uh, been meeting with them a lot. I've had a bunch of meetings with them a lot. I did. I am an investor in OmniQ, and uh, and I have uh, and I have recommended it recently in Project Five X as well. That's um, just a you know I think it's just really cool what they're doing with uh, with the Safe City Initiative with with their and of course their AI too. And that you know <laughs> their AI is hardcore, real deal. I mean, like it was born out of a, out of a project uh, for the for the israeli military to protect the country country's borders which you know if you're doing that like that's 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 yeah, serious it's, like it's no joke yeah so they i mean their tech is above i mean above and beyond when it comes to um and, and you know they're and they're I, what i really like the, the, about them is they're uh in their their safe city solution you know you put their you put their camera scanner uh, uh sensor at you know at a at a at a red light or whatever in a, in a small town and uh, it it monitors all kinds of things and it can capture it, it has it has a revenue share component where it'll capture you know like unregistered um vehicles and then it uh the system automatically sends a ticket to uh you know to to the individual who owns the car and it can do other things like you know for uh insurance and you know if if you're in a hov lane or something like that it could it could see that uh, but this is a great way to i think to get the product out there because um, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a new rev revenue stream for, and, and, you know, the company splits, uh, splits the revenue from the ticket with the, uh, with, with the town and it's a new revenue stream for the, for the town that they never have. And that, and, and it, it also, um, and OmniQ also covers the cost of, uh, of installation. They basically just give them the, give them the stuff, uh, give them the equipment and then they turn, and then the town turns it on and then, you know. You know the tickets start coming in, and uh, OmniQ keep, keeps twenty five to forty five percent, depending on the services. And then the, the town gets the rest. And so you know these these t these uh, small towns just love it. And the um you know the I think that was it Adrian Georgia it was like six hundred people. Uh, you know the police chief said you know it's it's just it's a force multiplier, uh, and you know they can't afford not to have it. Uh, so yeah, I, I love OmniQ. And what another thing about I love about OmniQ, it's basically just you know object recognition using their machine vision technology uh, and they apply it to the supply chain solutions as well so like their legacy products as you know you know were you know things like barcode scanners and handheld computers and stuff like that that helped you know a lot of the biggest companies in the world really with uh, with their supply chain and now what they want to do is they got all these blue chip customers and they want to just upgrade those customers from their legacy products to their machine vision products so you know instead of an rfid you know scanner or whatever uh you, know, you get you have a you know a heads up display and the and the tech and the and you know and, and omniq's machine vision tech you know shows you exactly what's what the product you're looking for in a more holistic full way rather than just you know like a when a when uh, tires for example are are, are shipped are shipped to, to to tire buyers the 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 barcodes and things often fall off so so people don't don't companies don't know what kind of tires they actually have and uh this can you know use the use the whole product in a, in a real like full holistic way and uh and i think just just up just upgrading you know a few of those big customers to to the next generation uh machine machine vision technology you know just completely transform this tiny company uh make them worth just a hell of a lot more than they are now uh, it's, the numbers on that really get really big really fast really easily and you know they have some other solutions too like when it comes to parking and drive-through and stuff so uh oh 100 yeah, yeah no when we talked to them last week uh or when i when i put out the interview last week um that was that was uh for me to wrap my head around the story was to better understand the industries they're trying to serve because one once you kind of 
once you kind of got that and how they they can apply their technology. I think the biggest hurdle for me was just understanding how their technology was unique and different compared right. to some, because I've interviewed a number of safe cities company, you know, right. trying to do all that stuff, you know, so that, that for me, I'll, and I'll put the link to it in the show notes. I think Shai did a pretty good job of explaining like how they are different. And also within the context of what you said, how like one of their first projects was with the Israeli government to track yeah. terrorists coming into the country. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty, that's kind of, that's kind of a big deal. Full disclosure, not a shareholder, but like that, that's, that's kind of, that's intense. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that and that, that's another thing when you look when you look at these companies, just like what is their pedigree? Where do they come from? Are they like from Los Alamos or, or you know, or you know, is Israeli those their their tech the tech in Israeli is second to none. I mean, I, I mean they're just you know, investors, you know, it's they're they're really neck and neck with the US in terms of uh you know their capabilities, especially per capita. I mean, it's kind of it's unbelievable oh, yeah. what they do, uh, you know, in terms of patents for technology and just and what's coming out of that country. So uh yeah, so you know, when you see a pedigree like like that with the oh, a project for Israeli okay, something might be here, right? And you know, and the and the commercial application. So it's yeah, so it's more reliable, it's faster than than anything else out there and uh, you know, obviously proven and and where it counts. So Pretty cool. No, I was just I was just in Israel last last year, and I met with an investor oh. in, and I'm blanking on the name, and I so am annoyed with myself that I'm blanking <laughs> on the name. But they had a great their version of uh, of Silicon Valley, right? In that oh. area, I think. Oh my goodness! Oh, why? Yeah, I should know this too. Oh, Sorry. My goodness! My goodness! Um, all right. Well, whatever. We'll we'll figure it. Out. By the way, I did remember finally the name of what Beam Global was originally called: in Envision Solar. Envision Solar. Uh, yes, that's right. That was, yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right, man. I mean, look, we've covered a lot here today. You gave us a couple ideas that kind of uh, that 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 I think exemplify your chaos formula, which. Um, but I, and I'm, I'm excited to learn more about it, you know, cause I'm sure you'll come back on at some point. So, you know, let's wrap it up here. You know, do you got any final thoughts looking ahead 2023, you know, things that people should be looking at right now, you know, or, or what are you doing in preparation for going to the summer, you know, end of the year, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm really just um, trying to expose myself to as many ideas as possible. And I, I mean, I might not be the re- the best tactic considering I already said that there are too many good ideas out there. But uh, but no, but I've always learned that, you know, the more meetings you take, the more time, the more you say yes, the more relationships you build um, in the microcap world. I, I mean, it, it it reaps benefits that, like you wouldn't believe. Um, you, you always get, I, I mean, at least me personally, personally, I've always gotten something out of every meeting I've took, so I've taken. So, you know, never say no to IR folks or, 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 com- or different companies who want to, who want to tell their story. Um, you know, I, it's always a learning opportunity. And, um, and, you know, so I'm using that to, to basically just build my list of, you know, potential, uh, potential names that'll then go through chaos, uh, formula and then, and, and the, and the nitty gritty and all that. Perfect. That's a great. Just turn over every rock, man. Just keep yeah. putting, just putting in those 10,000 hours. That's right. Um, yeah. I, I love it. Cool, Chris. All right. Well, with that, where can our audience go and find more information on you as well as uh, Risk Hedge? Yeah, sure. So uh, the website is just riskhedge.com, R-I-S-K-H-E-D-H-E-D-G-E. Um, uh, there you can read about Project 5X, which is my macro cap, micro cap advisory. Um, we also have a free newsletter on there called Risk Hedge Report in which my colleagues and I write about all kinds of inv- different investment ideas. And it's very timely. Um, I'm not on social media right now, but I will be soon. So Bobby, if you have me back sometime, I will uh, be able to share that too. Um, but um, I think that's about it. So thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Get it. So we're recording this on Monday, June 12th. Come on, get on, get on Twitter, at least between now and next Tuesday for me. Please. I, I, have, a, I have a meeting on Thursday about it. So 
All right, just get just get the name up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Chris, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Good luck. Stay safe. And I look forward to our next update. Thank you, Bobby. Really appreciate it, man. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network, SNN Inc., and the Planet Microcap Podcast and the representatives are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast podcast.